Hey guys, and welcome back to Save the World with Alex, Cam, and Trill. Save the world. This is episode three of this podcast, and we have an excellent show planned for you today, so I hope you enjoy. So doing something a little different in this episode, which is we will be sampling and trying some locally brewed beer from breweries here in our own backyard. Um, One brewery being Pony Source, which is located in Durham, North Carolina. And another one, which we will not tell you yet. It'll be a surprise. But I love surprises. I already know what the beer is, but uh, yeah, Uh, (laughs) who's going to be a surprise? (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, first up is the IPA from Pony Source Brewing in Durham, North Carolina. Right. Cheers, boys. Mm. Very citrusy. That is very good. That's actually pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. It's like it's not like a, a really dark beer, but it's really citrusy and really good. It, one of the, probably one of the best IPAs I've had like ever, and I like really? IPAs. I drink a lot of IPAs. Yeah, really. So, Pony Source throwing it down. Those are our initial um, thoughts on it. We're going to keep sipping it as the podcast continues. And at the very end, we'll give our overall review or rating with a one through five star rating as well. Yeah. And if uh, if you guys want to drink with us on this podcast, just feel free to you know go to the fridge and grab a cold one because we really like that. <laughs> All right. So since we are here sipping on these wonderful IPAs brewed by mm-hmm. Pony Source, what goes well or what pairs well with good beer? Good friends. Good friends, exactly. So what what makes good friends go? Uh, you know, honestly, I think good friends are just like like you guys are some of my like best friends. Um, you know, we uh, we get along really well. We support each other. I mean, you know, we seeing each other cry. I mean, Cam saw me cry earlier this week about something really stupid, but I was really upset about it. But, you know, like, he was there for me. He was, like, talking to me for an hour. He calmed me down. Like, he's a good shoulder to cry on. Uh, But, like, you know, like, I think good friends, somebody that you can just really vibe with and have a great time with and know that they, like, feel the same about you, you know? Yeah. I think good friends also create a certain space of there's no judgment. Like, the I don't feel any judgment from you. You don't feel any judgment from me. And you feel free to talk about whatever it is that you need to talk about or share or... Mm -hmm. um, It creates like a safe space almost. Yeah, a safe space, which is cool. I think it's really important too, especially Mm -hmm. with men today. Mm -hmm. Um, But what what makes a good friend? What's a good friend to you? Trustworthy. Trustworthy. Right, yeah. And I feel like that's the biggest part of any type of friendship is being able to trust your own friend. And I've actually had... A lot of struggles with trusting a lot of people in my life. And to be honest, that's the number one rule I have for friends. 
And that's actually why I keep my circle very tight. I have very little friends. I don't want a big group of friends. I just want to be able to trust somebody. And that's the biggest thing for me. Right, like, I mean, I keep my circle tight too because um, I, I want to be able to be like, uh, have good friends, like just, uh, you know, just be cold friends and, uh, you know, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, icebreaker here. It's been brought to Alex's attention that he says the word like a lot. I so do. He's trying not to Is say Is that why you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, so I was hard. like, what is so funny? Like, I'm so lost. It's so hard. Anyways, um, so I think also a good friend is, um, I want to hit back on what you're saying with trust, because that's what mm. I was thinking. We've all had a friend that ended up stabbing you in the back or breaking your trust and you're like really man most definitely come on like, most definitely. like i thought that i thought we were bros i thought we were friends here and it's know? not all friends it's just you know certain people that you pick up yeah you just gotta be very careful who you think is your friend some people you can tell right off the back whether or not they're gonna be trustworthy mm-hmm. you can see their true intentions red flags it's yeah. a very big vibe that you get from them at the very beginning yeah um, we've had some red flag instances this week haven't we we have very big red we're, we're gonna talk about that later yeah we have uh but one thing i've gotten good at over the course of my 24 year life is being able to pick up on some of these red flags sooner rather than later because i've had friends um in my lifetime that i didn't pick up on the fact that they were a snake in the weeds kind of friend until years after we first started hanging out and it really hurt me and it really cost me a lot of um time that i could have been hanging out with somebody else and so being able to pick up on these red flags or these warning signals that somebody might be a snake a snitch a um not trustworthy person somebody who's going to sell you out somebody who's going to use you take advantage of you are key and my next question to you guys would be, what are some of those red flags for y'all? Uh, let's see here. There's no right answer. It's okay. totally um, based off of your perspective. I would say lying. Yeah. Like, Definitely lying. Somebody's lying. Like, even like if it's like somebody, a, in a, even a little lie. Yeah, like even if it's a little lie, because even if you make a little lie, a little lie can turn into a bigger lie, which can turn into a secret, which we talked about the other day. Mm-hmm. Just the other day. And I feel like that's a very big red flag, whether you catch them in that little lie. If you catch them in that little lie, I feel like that's just a very big problem that you have to deal with later on in that friendship. So let's elaborate on this story. We're not going to use any names, but we had a friend that me, Alex, and Trill had started hanging out with over the last couple of days. It was somebody that Alex introduced us to, which is cool. And a couple of days ago, we went to a, a vape shop which is located here in durham as well and something that i battle with is anxiety especially recently because i've been feeling so trapped in this apartment because of my uh because of the quarantine so i've wanted to test the waters with cbd and I've read a lot of good things about CBD and that it can help people with anxiety and I'm open to trying different things. So that's what I want to do. So we had a scenario where we went to the shop and I bought some CBD and I looked over to this friend that was with us and I said, don't tell my fiance 
I'd like to have this conversation with her first. She doesn't know that I'm gonna try CBD. I don't know how she's gonna react to it. Let me have this conversation with her. And when we got home, Alex, Trill, like literally, literally like 30 seconds into it. So as soon as I walked inside. Yeah, so Emily and Trill were sitting outside eating ice cream because they just went and got some ice cream. Everybody's fine. Everybody's happy. We, me and Cam are actually about to go to the grocery store and get a few things that we need around the house. And everybody's just in a really great mood. Well, 30 seconds into this, me and Cam walk back inside. Just to use the bathroom real quick yeah. before we go to just, the store. Yeah, and I, I was grabbing some water. And next thing you know, kaboom. Just like couldn't even make it a minute without having said a friend. Like, yeah, said friend. Tells my fiance Emily that I told her not to say or tell her what I bought. Because you wanted to talk to her first. But she didn't say that. She said it in a way that made it seem like I was doing something very sneaky and trying to go behind her back, which... Which I, I, I honestly hated that because... And I didn't mean to cut you off, but actually when they had that conversation, I was outside with them and um, I had my headphones in and I actually overheard her because I had one headphone out, but she couldn't, you know, see my other headphone. Mm-hmm. So she and, thought you were listening. Yeah, she thought I was listening to music or, you know, still on phone with my friend, which I was. But he actually hung up before they actually had the conversation. So she was like, oh. Do you still have your headphones in? Yeah, I still have my headphones okay. in, but well, I didn't have hear. anything. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have anything playing. And she thinks that you're still on the phone. Yeah, she thinks I'm still on the phone. Or listening point. to or, music or Yeah, something. listening to music, you know, whatever. Cool. And she was like, um, oh, I don't want Anthony to hear, you know, whatever. And I was like, like, okay, like, like what is right, this? Let me pause. So, yeah, yeah, so like, let me go ahead and like actually like tune in to what they're saying. Yeah. So Emily's like, okay, so he has his headphones in. It's okay. What do you have to speak to me about? And I overheard her saying, oh, Cam said not to tell you that you went to the store and bought CBD. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, so I can understand this girl code that you have yeah because she claimed girl code she right. claimed girl code and, and which I, is which is fine and i just want to say too we're going to touch on bro code later in our um in our uh, podcast because of this event but yeah so what i just didn't like about it it was just the principle about how to happen because she gave your word to you yeah which you know like you know you should have you should have told Emily first. You know, don't get me wrong. Like it, it could have gone both ways. Definitely. But at the end of the day, if you give somebody a word, keep your word. Like all parties involved need to accept a certain level of responsibility in this situation. But on the other hand, like she shouldn't have done that. Yes. So let's reel it back a little bit back to the trust. Mm-hmm. Now that we shared that story, what's another? Um, red flag or signal that somebody m- might not be when somebody's using you for your money yeah you know it's okay it's okay to buy your friends things especially when they're down on their luck but like when it's uh, a problem or they're constantly asking you for money all the time that's a huge red flag because you can you be start, a burden you, it's a burden yeah. because it's like i work really hard for my money and i, I just don't feel like i should mm-hmm. give it to you I, i'm okay with helping I am, especially when you're down on your luck, but don't expect it. It's okay to ask, but don't expect. Yeah, we've all had friends or people in our life who can kind of feel like a leech, and it's always take, 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 and never anything in return, which the point of a friendship is not, you know, I get something, you get, or I mean, I, it's, it, I, you both should get something from the relationship. It's a mutual relationship. Yeah, but it's not, 
it shouldn't be one-sided. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we've talked about a few things that make a friendship toxic. What are things that make a friendship really good? I, I, and honestly, I feel that um, and within a good friendship, you know, it's it's important. I'm trying to say the word like so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is really hard for me. Uh, but I feel like it's really important to be able to, you know, trust your friends and, you know, really, really be able to connect with them. But I feel like what makes a good friendship is just being able to just laugh with your friends and just have fun and just know that they truly have your back, you know, and just be somebody to mentor you and give you advice and support you and support your decisions. And, you know, just honestly, like truly just care about your well-being. Yeah. And, you know, Alex doesn't actually live with us yet yeah um but because of this quarantine going on he has been coming over and he might stay for two or three days at a time just because we're chilling and we don't really have anything else to do and he always always brings up the fact to me that he doesn't want to overstay his welcome and he really doesn't want to make us feel like we don't have privacy or there's too many people in the house which is really cool to me because that lets me know that there's a respect there and that he actually cares. And on the flip side of that, I can only speak for myself, but I don't feel tired of him being around because oh, I, actually, I don't either, man. I'm yeah, I actually but enjoy his remember, presence. Remember when I was you know? the same way when I first moved in here? Yeah. Like how, you know, I wanted to respect everybody's privacy and everything like that. Like I, And I told him, I was like, it's okay to feel like that. I don't think that you're invading somebody else's space if we want you over here. Like, that's yeah. completely different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you know, bro, like, you good, bro. I love you guys, man. You good, man. Too, man. Love you, too. And so, that's really cool to have in a friendship when you can spend days on end with somebody and not get tired or not get annoyed. Or, you know, there always will be the more time you spend with somebody, you know, the greater the possibility of, you know, getting tired of the situation or but for the most part you know i see the three of you or i mean the three of us the two of you mm-hmm. um every day almost now all mm-hmm. day and it's like i haven't gotten tired for either one of you yet and me and aunt have been living together for like almost a two year. years well well about a year yeah now, like in the house yeah yeah but like when i used to go over like the other house yeah. like about two years yeah yeah and like the great yeah. thing about that is too it's like we can all be in the same room together and be doing our own thing or we can all be hanging out like we don't always have to be uh doing something together yeah like um we can definitely <laughs> definitely vibe and chill and not have to be completely entertained by each other i guess yeah like cam would be on a game yeah. i'd probably be on my phone you'd probably be listening to me. it's just like a, it's an understanding that it's okay to just kind of chill sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. we don't all have to be doing something every, yeah. together like we just vibe we, we, we just click and connect really well that's something that i really appreciate and it's not something that's easy to find either so i don't take my friendships that are good like that for granted either right you know there's something good that friends are really hard to find these I days value. yeah like I, I value guys friendship i really do that's yeah. really important and it's hard to find that these days it is it is really I've hard been to find played by a lot of yeah. people in my life oh man you yeah. have no idea guys <laughs> or girls i've definitely been played a fool by a lot of people 
And it hurts. Yeah, it does. It hurt. does hurt because you feel like I really trusted him at one point. What did I tell you the other day, Alex? What did you tell me the other day? Get back up on that saddle. <laughs> yeah, I I firmly believe in even if you have a friendship breakup, that don't let that experience keep you from having the friends that you want in your life. Don't let it alter your outlook or perspective on a friendship because yeah. not all people are toxic. Not all people are backstabbers or users. There's a lot of really good people out there that will, their friendship will make your life a hundred times better. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I don't know how to put this, but the friend we were talking about was a friend of mine, kind of, but it was a girl that I was talking to. You can be real, where'd you meet yeah, her? Yeah, okay, I met her on Bumble. Bumble? Bumble, yeah. Bumble, what is Bumble? It's a, the... dating, it's a dating app. Dating uh, app that... My life sucks. Hey ladies that are listening to this, <laughs> I am single. <laughs> so my understanding of Bumble is that the girls have to hit you up first, yes. correct? Yes, they do. Wait, is that okay. a thing? For yeah, me? yeah, for real, for real. They like have to text They have first. to hit you up first? Yeah. Which is kind of cool because it, it it shows that if a girl hits you up, then she you, has like you, some kind of interest in she's you. She's showing a little interest. Yeah. But you know, the guys are always trying to hit up the girls first, but that's because the girls always are like, oh, why can't he just hit me up first? Yeah. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was definitely a snake in the weeds and just not a good person. And there was a lot, a lot of red flags that, you know, she would have been good friends with you guys or would have been a very good girlfriend or... Like, as far as, like, a friendship or relationship, like, overall, like, wouldn't have been healthy. She would have been a very she toxic was, person. She was a good person if yeah. you really got to sit down and talk yeah. to her. Like, I'm not going to say she was a bad person overall. No, I'm not either. But, you know, if you really sit down calmly, talk to her, like, talk about life, you know, she was a pretty interesting person. Right. Yeah. Like, she was crazy. She was crazy. Yeah. She was definitely crazy. She was crazy. So, in conclusion, when we talk about good friends, I find it incredibly... Um, important. I'm looking for a better word than important. Um, incredibly Value. valuable. That was yeah, valuable. Uh, valuable to be able to call somebody at you know any time of the day and say, "Hey, this is what's going on right now." You know, talk me off this ledge, right? right? Not not in a sense of you know, literally, I'm on a ledge about a jump, but. I'm just going through something. I'm going through some stuff. Talk talk me down, calm me down. And somebody who's not going to, I can call, I know that I could call you or you any time of day. I could talk to you guys about anything and you wouldn't be um, judgmental about it or nothing. And it'll stay between us. Yeah. That's really awesome. And it's not something that I have found a lot. I haven't either. With people. So it's something that comes across. Once in a, I'm not gonna say once in a blue moon, but it's more rare now. It's like a treasure. Yeah, it's treasure. Like when you find that good friend, treasure them and keep them around, because life I f- should be filled with those kind yeah, of. People. Life's already hard enough. Like we gotta be in this together. You know. Yeah. It's gotta coexist, man. Yeah. So final thoughts on good friends. I'm gonna ask each one of you to say three qualities of a good friend and one quality of a bad friend. Okay, I'll go first. I'd say trustworthy, um, kind, and just fun to be around. And what's a bad quality? The bad friend. Bad shit crazy. Okay. <laughs> it can be the same. Yeah, I was thinking the same or, thing. Like trustworthiness, um, being kind, and um, being humble. That that's a that's important. Yeah, being 
Actually, yeah, like being, I would say being humble. That's that's important. I feel like yeah. that's important. Bad quality. Um, I want to use another word for lying. Um, I just don't want to say. If you're looking for a friend, make sure that they're not lying to you. Not a liar. Not full of shit. Yeah, yeah, just you know, be honest. Like, just I don't. I feel like you know, if you're gonna make friends, you know, just you know, nothing to. Be you ashamed about. This is yeah, you don't have, have nothing to prove. You know, just yeah. don't lie. Just be honest. You know, it make things a lot easier. Cool. And for me, I'm gonna say trustworthy as well. I'm gonna say loyal. And I'm gonna say fun. And my bad quality would be somebody that's dramatic. I don't like drama in my life, and I try to do my best to keep drama out of my life. Mm-hmm. So there it is. And I just want to say, too, that these beers are so good. They are. They're they are delicious. Really I'm honestly ready to rate these, like, now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shh. I'm sorry. Okay, so now that we've talked about the qualities of a good friend versus a bad friend, we're gonna talk about the unwritten list of rules within men and their friendships with other men, known as guy code. Guy code. So, what is guy code? Or bro code, whatever you wanna call it. So, guy code is basically, like, a list of rules that, you know, you just know off the bat, like, you're not going to break. It's more like an Between intuition men. type Between of thing. Like, like, you're not supposed to, like, hook up with, like, another one of your friends' exes or, you know, like, for or example. Or talk so, to them, really, if they, if they tell yeah, you. Yeah, like, unless you get their permission, like, it's something like that. That's the biggest rule that you can break with me. That is the biggest rule. That's any, the biggest for rule any guy code. I feel me. like that might be number one. That's start probably, scrapping. Yeah, that's probably number one. We're just gonna start scrapping. The top yeah. <laughs> rule that would be under the rule rules of guy code is your homies, your friends, your bros, ex girlfriends are completely off limits. That being said, if you were really friends, though, you would value yeah. your friendship yeah. with your bro more than. The, his ex-girlfriend unless you just were completely sure that she's the one for you and but even then bro code come on bro code. come on so like other rules of bro code is like always tell your bro if his girl is cheating on him yeah for sure for sure that is very important actually that is very important and you know like to be honest I feel like, you know, that actually applies. I feel like that might apply for, like, you know, girls as well. But since we're talking about guy code, we all need to... And again, it goes under the trustworthy thing that we were talking about earlier. You know, if you're really, really good friends with somebody, best friends, you know, family members, you know, whatever. You need to know if somebody is being cheated on. And you need to tell your bros. That is immediate. Like, don't, you know, even if the girl's trying to hook up with you, you need to tell your bro. And I feel like that is very important. What happens if your bro, your friend, happens to be a married man with kids? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So now the pressure of that situation is has increased dramatically. Now you're talking about potentially splitting up a family. 
I still think you should. You still think they I should? I feel like you should, but then again, that it risks a happiness. But, I mean, there's all, always the possibility that, you know, you have your bros back. You say, hey, your wife has been unfaithful to you. And because I love you, I'm going to tell you. And then they still have the opportunity to to fix things. I feel like it would be even harder if, like, you were friends with your bro and his the girl. Gr- yeah, and his girl. And, you know, you've been, you know, like, known as, like, oh, like, I'm the uncle, you know, whatever, you know, shit like that. But... That's the hardest part. And to be honest, like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I've never really been in that situation. I've never been in either, but it's definitely something scary. <laughs> I think about it, I would be scared in that situation. <laughs> I haven't either. And I think, too, you should always have a bro, like, get better with girls or just be a good wingman. A good wingman is also... Cam's been a good wingman for me. Dead code. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely... I'm actually the perfect wingman, um, and here's why. I am practically married at this point. I'm not officially. My wedding is this summer, but I've been in a relationship with a woman for so long that I've just learned how the female mind operates. So I am the perfect wingman. If you ever need an awesome wingman, call Cam. Hit me up. So what's another guy code or bro code rule? that should be known. Never shame a bro for getting rejected. Never shame a bro for getting rejected. You always have your bros back. Right. Always. 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 She didn't deserve you, homie. Facts. She was what crazy else? anyway. What else? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. It's really hard to think of it off the top of your head. It's 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 a lot to be honest. Um, you're not really good with bro code. Yeah. I mean, just never let your bro sacrifice dignity for a girl. Facts. Yeah. Like never let him bring himself down to a certain level. That's kind of girl. right in there with always having bros back. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think the moral of bro code is just no matter what, like make sure that your homie and your bro. Is good. And it's, bro code is not, or guy code is not about girls are horrible, we're always gonna have our guys back. But there's definitely a certain amount There's of, a code of conduct. Yeah, there's like a loyalty that you have with your with your other friends that are men or guys or whatever that can create an, a lifelong bond if they understand and I understand that we all have each other's back and that you know I'm not gonna let you get hurt and I'm always gonna protect you no matter what, um, it's very powerful. And you know, it's the same thing with women as well. They have a girl code and it's kind of the same thing with them. And it's they an unspoken all, rule of yeah. code of conduct, yeah. And one thing for me, when I realize that, or when I think about guy code, um, it's like a big respect thing, you know? And I yeah. think that especially in men, respect can be such a signal of loyalty it's a valued as- uh, aspect valued. of somebody. Yeah, and you come over to someone's place or you go out and hang out with them and, and you're able to let them know clearly that you respect them, you respect who they are, and it you know it goes a long way and can create really 
awesome lifelong friend. Really says a lot about your character. And I feel yeah. like always make sure that your bro is, you know, doing okay. You know, like even if he goes through a breakup, always make sure that you're talking to him. Cause like, you know, some, you know, some guys, they don't really show their emotions like that. You know, like, you know, like myself, like, you know, for a personal experience, I've had Cam, you know, check up on me, a, you know, a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew I wasn't okay. You know, it's hard for me to open up like that. Right, right, but, right. you know, I actually, you know, eventually opened up to him, you know, just to let him know what's going on, you know, make sure I'm safe. And I yeah. feel like, you know, that's, other, you know, another important thing that, you know, guys need to do. Yeah, bro code is definitely being able to know when your bros are upset or sad about something and being able to pick up on those signals before it turns into chaos. Yeah. Right. It's just having don't your let your back. also bro code is not about hyping your bro up you know we're not here to support <clears throat> hey let's go it's being real let's go too. be violent and fight somebody because yeah. you know like it's like sit them down and being yeah, real be like be dude real. you're this being an not, idiot it's not a good idea yeah. you know even if the girl's not the one for you yeah yeah, yeah. be be real and be 100 because letting your friend catch a charge over something dumb because his girl cheated on him and now he wants to fight the guy and he's mad like, and how not, is that being it. a bro you're gonna let your bro sit in jail for something that's not no not, being a bro yeah being not, a bro is on his back yeah for sure so yeah that was bro code any final thoughts these beers are delicious they check are delicious. on your bros <laughs>
about racing and everything is a race and the importance of being the first one to cross the finish line. First place, number one. Yeah, you're either first or last, Ricky Bobby. If you're not first place, you're last place. So let's talk about how that mentality, you're either first or last, is tough or can be a, um, a crippling mentality really when you look at life and the grand scheme of life and that sometimes when we compare ourselves to others and where somebody else might be in their walk through right. life versus where I am and and then the negative or the negativity that can be created in my own mind when I start comparing where I'm at. Right. I, can, other people. I can definitely speak to that. Um, so last summer I got in a little bit of trouble. I got some legal trouble. I got arrested and um, I had actually had to sell my dream car. I had a 2014 Jeep Wrangler. I always wanted a Wrangler. I loved that car and I had to sell it and to pay for everything. And that was a big, that was a big one move um, because I was responsible enough to know that like I had to let this go um, because I have to take care of what I need to take care of. And uh, you know, I look at myself sometimes and I also had to move back in with my parents because of a, a, a bad breakup. So I live at home and I have no car at this point. And I'm about to get another car and move out, but you know, I'm about to re like have the life that I used to have. But like, I look at people and I'm like, I wish I had that lifestyle, but I also understand people look at me and it's like, I wish I had the lifestyle that Alex had. Exactly. And the reason, you know, why I want to, you know, say what I want to say is because you're a pretty nice house. <laughs> I'm Thank not you. even gonna lie. You're a pretty nice house. It, and it's a over half a million dollar home. It's nice. It's very nice. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. I, yeah. But, um, you know, like, before I moved in with, you know, Cam and Emily and everything, um, um, I've actually never had my own room. You know, you know, um, you, maybe when I was, like, the first born, you know, I've had my own room when I was younger. Right. But, you know, then I had my little sister, my little sister and everything. And, you know, me and her shared a room, you know, throughout the years mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And we grew up in, um, we grew up in a house. You know, nothing big, you know, just, you know, a house. We shared it, you know, with neighbors and everything. Right. And eventually we moved down here to North Carolina. And um, we've actually been staying in a townhouse for many, many years up until high school and, you know, up until I had my job and everything. But um, what I want to refer to is, you know, I really wish that I had my own room. And (laughs) that was my cat (laughs) in the background. He just... Ran into the glass door. That scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it just scared the hell out of me, too. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I didn't grow up, you know, with a very big house. I didn't grow up my own room, my own bed or anything like that. Um, but I just want to say, like, you know, like for you, you know, you're very lucky to have your own room, your own privacy. Right. You know? Even though if you're staying with your parents, you know, like that's, you know, it's still a good thing. You still have your own privacy. I do. You I know, do even though you're privacy. like, you know, you're above age, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 18 plus, mm-hmm. you, you still have your own room. Me. You know, I still live with Cam M, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're working on getting, you know, my own room and everything like that. You know, mm-hmm. like I have my own privacy, you know, but I would like my own room. Yeah. Perspective and- is a very powerful thing. And I've always said uh, that perspective is the most powerful place that a human being can stand. Right, because it's all because, about how you perceive things. Exactly, because, because Alex could feel, hey, you know, I still live at home with my parents and... I lost my car and I lost my girl, my girlfriend, and and I'm feeling very upset about that or uh, disappointed in myself or ashamed. 
And then <clears throat> Trill could see that and say, you know, Alex, I don't care about not having a car. I don't care about you losing your girl. You live in a awesome big house with your parents. Like, that's awesome. I want that life. You have your own room. I do. I do. And, and my own bathroom. Privacy and everything. Perspective is so powerful. So when you're able to actually take a step back from your reality and think of different perspectives, it can be a really powerful thing. I realize I'm really blessed. Like if I take a step that back. That's very blessed. I am blessed. That's blessed. Very blessed. I'm also blessed to even have roommates that even care about me, to be honest. Right. It's awesome. And so another thing that I'd like to bring up when we talk about um, looking at yourself and then comparing yourself to other people and how destructive that can actually be Something that comes to my mind is social media, things like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, what's another one? I mean, those are like the three big ones. I mean, yeah, there's like the three Snapchat. big ones. Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat yeah. yeah. Uh, TikTok is making a rise right now. But anyway, rest in peace, fine. Yeah, <laughs> in MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. I think MySpace is actually still up. I don't know for sure, but I don't know it sure. might be. I don't. I haven't checked. We'll have to touch, we'll have to touch on that on our next podcast. But anyway. You know, so many young girls and guys, they define themselves off of... They compare um, themselves. They, yeah, they define, yeah. themselves, define themselves based off of their amount of followers and then... The you, different lifestyles that they live. No, yeah. I wish and, I could have that lifestyle. And, and kids and young people and even, uh, you know, adults. middle-aged adults. Yeah, like mm. you might see a completely photoshopped and edited image of somebody they could be hiding behind look a smile amazing whether it be a girl or a guy if, if you're the type of person that doesn't think that men get photoshopped in the magazines and the, the dude on the cover of men's health who's completely shredded is not photoshopped you're in for a surprise because he's definitely being photoshopped but <laughs> i've never seen it actually yeah um <laughs> Well, it's men's health is like a magazine all for like men, and it's always like a shredded dude on. I was on the cover. You can of look like this if you take creatine and, yeah. and you eat my diet. No, no. Yeah, I was on the cover. You of can look health. like that. Awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can look like that if, you're, if you've been photoshopped. But so people see these photoshopped images uh, more and more because social media is becoming more and more. Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I, I guess people are spending more time on social media. And they define themselves who they are. Than they ever are. have before. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm i guilty of it before. I look at a picture of a shredded dude and I'm like, I, wish Fuck, I, I, wish I, I look down at myself and I'm like, damn, damn I got to I'm the heaviest one of all you guys. Like, I'm like, man, I just wish I could lose like oh, no, 40 man, pounds. Oh, no, my pretty heavy, bro. You ever seen my stomach, bro? We should take maternity pictures back it's an IPA. God damn, man. <laughs> but... The point I'm trying to make is that there's young guys and girls, and I, I feel like maybe this is more of um, a factor in culture with younger women, but I know it definitely happens with guys. They, they look at other people's lives and on their Instagram, which let me tell you this. You know how football players and basketball players put a highlight reel? Uh-huh. Yeah. And... Yeah. And, you know, if you know anything about video games and you watch people play professional video games on YouTube or anything, those guys are posting their highlights. They're posting the very best clips that they have. Same with the athletes. 
And that's what people do on their Instagram. They post the very best pictures of themselves. The very best versions of them. The very best videos and everything. And it's really not an accurate representation of who they are. Because I know I have known a few people in my life that I've gone and looked at their social media and it looks like they are living a dream life and they're traveling and they're going to concerts and but then you get to actually know them and it's like wow you are a very sad miserable person miserable person not saying that there's a connection there but it, it what I am saying is that somebody's social media is usually not an accurate representation of who they are the, in that life they actually live right right i can agree with that 100 percent. and that's why i'm such a big i'm such a big advocate advocate yeah advocate yeah of not letting people look online and compare their real life mm. to someone else's highlight reel right right and then that can create all kinds of depression stress anxiety you start to believe that you're a failure i suck yeah you know like for me like when i lost the jeep like and i moved back to my parents house i felt like such i felt like such shame and i was so disappointed in myself and i just never thought that my life would become what it had become but i grew from it and i learned from it and i really matured as a person that's good yeah, so it was, actually, it was really like a beautiful gift in disguise, if that makes any sense. Like, I really, really, really learned a very hard, tough, expensive lesson, but I did learn from it. <laughs> yeah. You have, like I said, perspective is the most powerful place a human being can stand. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to take your life and say something traumatic happens, and then you're able to say, you know what? Let me learn from this instead of... Let me grow from it. Exactly. There's always something... I believe that there's always something positive that you can find in any situation if you're able to look for it. Even if it's very negative. Yeah, even if the situation is very negative, like Trill said, or sad. You know, I had... My best friend died two years ago, almost two years ago. His name was Jonathan Town. Rest in peace. Rest in Uh, peace. um, But... When he died, I was so upset, and for months, I became this apathetic person where it was like I didn't even care about anything at all because I was like, what's the point? I don't want to lose another friend. And then eventually, because I was willing to look, I found out that my best friend died, and I actually received the best gift I ever received, which was the gift of life because in his death i realized how important it is to be close to the people that you love and you tell them that you love them and experience life with them and go do the things that you want to do because you never know when your day is mm-hmm. and that's the point i'm trying to make perspective is a powerful thing perspective is definitely key on how you choose to perceive things yeah it's all about your outlook like i always try to find the sun shine in a, on a cloudy day mm-hmm. yeah Always trying to find the best of people. Always try to look for the best situation, even in a negative, like the best outcome in a negative situation. Yeah. The worst thing that you can do is beat yourself up and tell yourself that you're a failure or tell yourself that you're never going to amount to anything and create this fake 
reality persona yeah, yeah persona. persona i was just thinking about yeah. that word yeah you know because you're perfect the way that you are and you're exactly who you are because you're meant to be who you are and not somebody else right exactly right and what i believe in is that what gives something true value so why is the mona lisa the painting so valuable <clears throat> I'm actually not sure why. why I, is it? I don't even know. So do, do you know what the Mona Lisa is? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So obviously, the Mona Lisa is valuable because of who it was painted by. But what really brings it its value is that it's the only painting. There's not another Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. It's the only one. That means it has, like, its value is infinite. Mm-hmm. Because it can never be replaced. If something were to happen to it, that's it. It's done. Yeah, it's gone forever, and it can never be replaced. That's why its its value is probably somewhere in the millions. But I would say I would value it at even more. It's mm-hmm. probably in a trillion, but maybe more than that. The point I'm trying to make is that the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is that who you are is what makes you valuable, not because you dress like a hundred thousand other people. That's one thing about, I love, you know, fashion and designer clothes and and brand name stuff. But think about it. If you have on a pair of Air Jordan shoes or whatever, you look like the same as another 10 million people in this country that wear those shoes every single day. So yes, they're valuable shoes and they're expensive, but if you are the only, if there was only one pair of Jordans that were ever made, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say that Michael Jordan wore those shoes and they're the only shoes and he was like, I wore these when I won my six national champion, I mean, not not national championships, my six NBA titles. Mm -hmm. Infinitely valuable, right? Right. So what makes you you and the things that are unique to you is what gives you infinite value right you feel me yeah Yeah. and i just think like i just think like you gotta like learn to love yourself and learn to be okay with who you are no matter what your situation is in life because you can always overcome and you can always grow and you can always if you work hard and you believe in yourself you can always make your situation better and don't be a follower the world does not need any more instagram models Right, <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, but I don't want a cookie cutter world full of basic people who thrive off of selfies on Instagram that all look the same. That doesn't bring any value to my life. I want somebody who is unique and can only bring, they're the only person that can bring me what they bring, right? Mm-hmm. That's true value, but unfortunately, People in this world see the things that are unique about them negatively and they mm-hmm. see it as what's wrong with them rather than what's beautiful about them and what right, makes Right, them because society special. has set a standard of what we should be doing and what we should look like and it's, it's horrible. And it's yeah. just a following. Like, yeah. We just follow. Yeah. I have to do this to be this popular and it's just well, And that's another thing that I've thought about over the course of my life is you, you know, when you're younger and you're in high school and you have this 
dream, I guess, of wanting to be the cool kid or the popular kid. Mm-hmm. What, what even is that? What is popularity other than something that we've made up? It's just being unique, being yourself. I would say being popular is not being unique. I would say being popular is like fitting in with a crowd and doing things that you know are liked by the masses. But somebody had to start it. So it starts with one person other than being unique. So it starts with one person, somebody following that person. One person had to be unique. Somebody had to follow that person. Anyways, that's a popularity conversation for the next podcast. Any final thoughts? Just be yourself. Don't follow other people. Don't, you know, bring yourself down and everything like that. You know, just... Be who you are, love yourself, and, you know, just do you by the end of the day. Awesome. Okay, so we have now come to the point of our podcast where we are going to give you our official ratings of the two beers that we have tried tonight in this podcast. So the first one being the IPA from Pony Source Brewing in Durham, North Carolina. Guys, what do you think? So good. I really enjoy it. I honestly just, I've actually like... Never the citrusy really IPA. taste is nice. It's not like overwhelming citrus, like Blue Moon. It's or not too but citrusy. It has pineapple taste to it too. Like enough. some nice pineapple taste. I feel to like it's too. just right. I mean, honestly, like if you it's guys kind of picked it out, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Uh-huh. Um, but I really enjoyed this. You know, this beer. I really like the company, to be honest. And it's actually got a pretty cool logo. You know, honestly. Pony Source. There are brewing or their brew house or what do you call it brewery brewery uh is only like 10 minutes away from where we need to go hit them up sometime yeah (laughs) but uh i give them like a six out of five six out of five so okay so you feel very strongly i will give them a nine out of five i give a ten out of five ten out of five i just nine nine out of five i give them a ten out of five i really enjoy it so So i I loved it (laughs) i will also give it a five out of five star rating so pony source IPA brewed here in Durham, North Carolina is a must try, especially if you live in Durham and you've never tried them. So, Seven Saturdays IPA by R&D Brewing, which is their take on a modern IPA. It says it right there on their can, actually. Right, right. Um, thoughts, opinions, rating. I mean, it was good. It was good. Um, I really did the, um, I really thought the first beer was pretty good. It's superior. Um, it's definitely superior over. Yeah, I mean, if I had to give it a one out of five, I'd definitely give it like a four out of five. Mm, just I because it. I feel like the the pony was more. We got spoiled. We got spoiled because we drank the better one first. Man, I, I I'd have to give the um the second beer uh like a three out of five. Really, I I, 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 I drink it again. Like don't get me wrong, like I drink it again, but it's definitely not my favorite. It's, to, well, to me, it's a four out of five. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's got a good taste to it, but I feel like it's a little bitter. Just just a tiny. It's not got a too weird much. aftertaste. It's got a weird aftertaste. It's not that bad, but like I like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, if I was like, hey, Alex, here's a beer. I I wouldn't say no to it. But, but the pony, the definitely. ponysaurus, definitely nine out of five. Yeah, ten out of five. Like nine out of five. Like I love it. Like I definitely like. I'm excited to go to the brew with you guys sometime and 
experience the other beers. How about you, Cam? So earlier in the podcast, I had expressed that I thought that I liked Seven Saturdays better than the Pony Source, but I think I changed my mind. I would give the Seven Saturdays a four out of five, or like a four and a half. Oh, it's a five. good beer. Like, don't be wrong. It's yeah, a good it's beer. very good no, beer. It's very good beer. The Pony Source, I'm thinking about it, actually has just a little bit more it's flavor. Smooth. It's I'm smooth. I'm not a citrusy it's guy, but it's like just enough. Yeah, it's it, not too much citrus. The Saturday's got a bite to it. Yeah, the Saturday's definitely got a bite to it. Yeah, which so. is very common. To be fair, it's very common in IPAs for an IPA to have a bit of a bite to it. Yeah. So, in conclusion, though, you can't go wrong with either one of them. Oh, definitely not. Pony Source, amazing. Seven Saturdays, amazing work. We lean a little bit towards the Ponysaurus. Maybe that's the Durham in us. Most, most definitely towards the Ponysaurus. Well, I'm a Raleigh boy, and I'm even saying Ponysaurus, so. True. So Actually, I'm you a, have it. I'm a Tallahassee boy, and I want to get on my hands on some proof beers from where I'm from. Um, you guys will love them. For sure. I think maybe this could be a regular thing for us where maybe we sample and try different local breweries in the next few episodes then, or it, yeah. we could even branch out to start doing North Carolina beers. Yeah. That'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for us today. And this has been the third episode of save the world, save the save the world. world. with Alex, Cam and Trill. Thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far to our podcast. Thanks all you cool cats and kittens. Thanks all you cool cats and kittens. Oh my god. Meow. Meow. <laughs> At Big Cat Rescue. Um, Shout out Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Free Joe Exotic. Free Joe Exotic. <laughs> uh, Please join us for episode four, which will be released soon. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. It's actually night, eight o'clock where we're at right now. So hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Love you guys. Thanks, yeah, for thanks guys. We love you guys. Thanks thank for supporting you, thank us. You, thank you. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Hey guys, it's Alex with Save the World. And uh, we just wanted to say a little little something to the homies. Uh, rest in peace to all of our homies out there who are pussy whipped. And no. Alright guys, it's Alex to Save the World here. We just want to take a moment to, uh, to have a moment of silence for all of our boys who are in relationships. Rest and in peace. Rest in peace, who we haven't seen in a while because they're in relationships and always hanging out with their girl. I'm single. I'm single too. We miss you. I'm actually in a relationship, but I do pretty well. But for all the girls out there, my name is Chill and I got a basketball game tomorrow. And, and my name's Alex and uh, I'm single ready to mingle. Point guard. Hit me up on Bumble. Hit me up on Bumble. <laughs> I'm not on Bumble. I'm on Bumble. You just gotta hit me up. Anyone here on Tinder Premium? Please <laughs> 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 swipe on me.